Hey guys, this is DJ Dugan, marketing guy here at Smith Music. Today is release day, September 2nd, 2022. You can find a link to all of our releases in the description of this podcast. The following interview with J.L. Smith was recorded for the Texas Tailgate newsletter. If you'd like to sign up for that newsletter, go over to smithmusic.com and sign up for our email list. And now, my interview with J.L. Smith on his new single, One of Them Days. Enjoy. Um, let's see. So the song was technically, was actually written back in 2000 and I believe it was 2002. It's been that long ago. Oh, damn. All, 20 years. It's a, tw- it's a 20 year old song that was, I wrote in my grandfather's house right around the time when I had really kind of started, um, trying to, to write music for, I guess, a living to make it work as, as an artist to try to like just be my own artist and not just play everybody else's songs. And um, for whatever reason, I remember having a harmonica on and I was trying to learn how to play the harmonica and play music at the same time with my guitar. Um, and for some, for whatever reason, the, the chord progressions themselves kind of came, came to life almost trying to keep in tune with the harmonica hmm. um, so that the song was written you know music first with this in this element most people ask what do you do first what do you how do you write your music and I don't necessarily with that said I don't really have an actual form of writing it just happens the way it does and but this one especially was done musically because I was trying to learn how to play the harmonica uh, man how, how many iterations has this gone through uh, over the 20 years is it just was it was it uh, that night you whatever you made was or is it, it was been it was at it was the original version then i had probably about six months later had met my initial my original band my original band was a band we we drunkenly i don't know what we why but we just called ourselves kentucky redhead that was our our band name back in 2001 two three that that time and uh we didn't really get into the social media platform yet we were really just a beginner band with really a lot of experience so we sounded really good for for who we were but it was uh, right at the time of the red dirt movement and uh Cross Canadian Ragweed was making some big waves because they were doing some a little bit more rock and roll than everybody else. And without necessarily making any effort to do so, I met my band who was a combo of a guitar player and a drummer who were huge metalheads, like Pantera, Metallica, like they were long haired, like hard rock, loud musicians. And in my mind, I was a country singer. You know, I was going to play some Texas country. You know, Pat Green was an influence at the time, and I was really into that type of uh, sound. And so I met them. I played some songs for them, and that was one of the songs I played. And they just really vibed to it. They really liked what I was doing, and and they incorporated a very rock edge to my music, which then we recorded. And there is a version of it. I can't find the CD, but we made a. I think it was a $400 demo CD that mm. sounded probably more like a $4,000 demo. So <laughs> we actually lucked out on on that um, portion of how that story goes. But we got a 
$400 demo for that's it sounded like a $4,000 demo and we started handing that thing out and on that was one of them days and it had uh, a more classic rock vibe with a B3 organ on it as a solo versus mm. any kind of guitars so it was real it was country tinged but very more like classic rock yeah. so that's the only other version we have recorded up until now Mm. And uh, the way that song was written, I honestly, the, the truth of the matter is it was kind of um, uh, working the the ABAB, you know, rhyming schematic, trying to, to stay within a structure. And and I didn't really at the time have a message up until the course, because in the in the verses, the, you know, things just don't go right. And that's just kind of how they rhymed. They rhymed very well. That you know, woke up too late. The skies are going gray. My baby took off, but that's all right, you know. And then, how do you make that all right? You realize that it's just about you know, hey, it's a day that didn't go well, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna find me, and it's not gonna, I'm not gonna let the next one go bad. And um, it wasn't necessarily purposefully done. It just made sense to me. And the rest is kind of history. That's what the song is about. Is just. You know, you may not be in your right, the right, the perfect place or the perfect time, but if you look at the bigger picture of, you know, hey, this is just an incident in a day, and today's just a day, and a week, and a week, and a month, and so on and so forth, it's um, it's going to be all right. Give me a, a little background of this master and and how this came about. I have a, a buddy that plays steel guitar with me. He's actually currently touring with Caitlin Butts. His name is Bobby Tech. Yeah. Yeah, uh, him and I, him and I have known each other for a long time, and we were talking about my previous uh, recording sessions. And I told him that you know I'm really looking for more of a producer to help kind of find a little bit of a sound that might be more definable. I have an idea, and he's got a he's got a really good ear for what I'm trying to do. Bobby did, and he was recording and and playing with a group. Um, that Tim Allen, who affectionately calls himself Tim Lightyear, and that's what people know him as, uh, he's a producer slash guitar player slash writer slash his own artist. He's just an amazing musician and artist as a, as a whole. He says, you need to work with my buddy Tim. He's kind of got the same um, taste in music and sounds that, you know, I bet you he'd kind of be able to to sharpen the edges there for you and make it more definable. And so next thing you know, I'm talking with Tim and we've got a you know a bunch of songs on the list. And he worked exclusively with Drew Herrickle, who is Cody Jinks uh, keyboard mm-hmm. player. And they work as kind of a, a duo. Uh, Drew has the studio uh, space where all of the recordings will happen. Tim has the production side where he kind of him and Drew together kind of have an idea. They know exactly how they almost have this uh, way of communicating without actually saying a word. They just they just can can do it musically. Um, yeah, we all three got together and it just it it fits perfectly. 